This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday, it's 11 o'clock, and it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. With your host, Armitage. world is a cruel, cruel place. My hopes were raised for a brief moment and then dashed against the rocks of despair. At times, I wondered how I could carry on. Yeah, that's right. Planning permission for the pizza restaurant at the end of my road has been refused. Johnny Manic and the Depressus and Cold Pizza Warm Beer from the album of the same name. Fortunately, all joking apart, music, whether it be witnessed live or appreciated in the comfort of your own front room, still gets me up in the morning and puts me to bed in the evening contented. Hopefully, like me, your collective juices still get going at the prospect of imminent 
record releases. One that's got me changing my underwear is the news that Asimovil have announced that their long-awaited new album, World Shaker, is set for release on the 3rd of June through Heavy Psych Sounds Records, which you can pre-order from the record label's website in a whole host of different formats, including uh, test pressings and a multitude of different coloured vinyl. The album has been dedicated to JJ Winter, the founding member of Asimovil, who was taken in a road accident in 2010. Yeah, I know, a bit of a down in the midst of my joy, but it carries with it Jay's attitude, grit and determination. World Shaker is the first to feature the new lineup of Finnish drummer Yanni Hansen and JJ's nephew Ralph Robinson on bass and vocals. Out of tragedy, something bittersweet did come out of it. If you like dirty rock and roll played with respect and for all the right reasons, Asimovil are the band for you. And if you don't think that they are, after hearing this, you'll be turned into a true believer. thing that Asimovil should tour with as joint, if not co-headliners, are the Hit Priests. Come on, think about it. Both have super hardcore fans. Both have been given the middle finger by major record labels. So wouldn't know a good thing if it rode into their offices on a gold-plated unicorn. And both Asimovil and the Hit Priests are uncompromising in their belief that bands should deliver 100% 
100% at a time. From the upcoming Stand For Nothing album, this is the Cheers To Me 7-inch. Things seem to be panning out for the first part of this week's show. It looks like it's going to be all about up-and-coming releases. Oh, uh, before I forget, uh, remember a couple of weeks ago I said that I was surprised that today's show was still being repeated at uh, 9am on a Sunday as well as 9pm on a Wednesday. I got that completely arse about face. It has always been repeated on the day of rest. It was the midweek repeat that was cancelled to make way and room for the very excellent repeat of the Grok Rock radio show with Carmen Castro and Elliot Schneider. Right, now that's been cleared up. As you know, the Wild Hearts new album, Renaissance Men, is due to hit the reel and virtual record shops on the 3rd of May with a tour to support it coinciding. It's Brixton Electric for me on the 9th anyway. 
on Valentine's Day, the first track from said album was unleashed onto an unsuspecting fan base. As you know, I loved the Wild Hearts' last album, Hootspah, and it's probably one of my favourite of theirs to date. Uh, it seems from various Facebook posts that Dislocated has divided the Wild Hearts community, uh, which is a good thing, as it shows that the Wild Hearts haven't become a boring song-buying numbers band. I mean, if ever that could be an option. Uh, I'm not a big fan of tonsil rupturing vocals, but that's what we were presented with at the beginning of Dislocated. Uh, not in the manner of endless nameless, but akin to, I don't know, Jackson White's times 10. So it's all well and good on my part. And then it's the uh, cheap trick Beatles harmony kick in and it gets even better. It does sound like a track that uh, encompasses everything that has gone before it, including elements of something up Ginger's non-Wild Hearts work. Trying to please everyone, but ending up pleasing no one? I don't think so. Uh, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Uh, but for me, it's not as immediate or as hummable as I thought it was going to be. Having said that, though, I did think the same thing when I first heard The Only One, the lead track from the last album. This time round, it's more like an audio ball assault coming from a Marshall stack covered in velvet and silk played by someone who's been working in a foundry for eight hours straight. Yeah, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> Alive! 
Now, there are a few bands that Mrs A and I share a love for, two of which have new up-and-coming albums. First up is Whitesnake. Yes, I can picture you all visibly recoiling. Truthfully, though, uh, it all started to go south for us after the 1987 album. Uh, it's the more UK blues style as opposed to the big-haired American version that does it for us. 2008's Good To Be Bad got the thumbs up from both of us. However, the Purple album that came out four years ago, even with the backstory, seemed pointless virgin on a contractual fulfilling record. So anyway... Come the 10th of May, Whitesnake will be releasing their umpteenth, if not 13th album, Flesh and Blood. A track has been lifted from the said album in the shape and form of Shut Up and Kiss Me, the video of which I saw whilst I was at work with the, I mean, the sound down. Uh, it looked typical Whitesnake, Jag, Birds, band playing live to an adoring female audience. I mean, what's not a lot to like? Apparently, from the text I received from Mrs A after sending her the link, the tune. I had to listen once I got home and I couldn't see what the problem was as it catapulted me back to the late 80s. So Whitesnake are a guilty pleasure.
talking of guilty pleasures, I have a date for Marvel's album of the same name. Tracks of which I have played right here on this here show. The album is due out via Sign Records on the 12th of April. At this point, you're probably thinking, ooh, I bet he's going to play another track from the album. Will you be wrong? Yes, I'm going to play a cover courtesy of Marvel. But in this instance, it's from the Helicopters tribute album, Paying Our Juice, which uh, is going to be available through Kraken, Gog's Candy, Noiseland, El Beringer Records, depending on where you happen to live. And this is The Devil Stole the Beat from the Lord.
also join Marvel are the likes of Scumbag Millionaire, King Mastino and Grand Royal. The second band that has an album due out on the event horizon that has both Mrs A and I happily listening together comes from Queensryche. The new album, The Verdict, could be pre-ordered through Pledge Music that has stiffed them for US dollars Subsequently, all pledges have been voided. Although I don't know how long it's going to be before you see your cash again, because I'm still waiting for the money I pledged for J.C. Carroll's autobiography that he told me to cancel about a month ago. However, this hasn't held up the regular release of The Verdict, which is due out on the 1st of March, and will be the first not to feature founding member Scott Rockenfield with vocalist Todd Latore playing drums for the on paternity leave Rockenfield like White Snake, a single has been lifted from the new album that I blind tested Mrs A with musically yeah, she was left scratching her head but then as soon as Todd started singing she answered that it sounded like Jeff Tate it's the new Queensryche single I replied it seems no Jeff Tate equals no Queensryche currently there is no pleasing Mrs A I have yet to hear her thoughts on the new Dream Theatre album mine you already know <laughs> From the verdict, this is Queen's Reich and Blood of the Levant.
right, I better get cracking with news of what I've been up to gig-wise this week. Only the one, and that was the Godfathers up at the 100 Club, along with the Torellas as support on Saturday as part of their annual St Valentine's Day massacre. Previously, I've had to forego said gig as it's either actually fallen on St Valentine's Day, listen to Lick's uh, last week's show for more details, or I've already bought tickets for another gig on the same day. Not so this year. The Squirrel, on the other hand, but we'll get to that later on in the show. Admittedly, between me and you, I was planning on seeing the Snivelling Shits 2.0 and Lucy and the Rats at the Pelton Arms if nothing else was doing. But, you know, shh, sorry, Tom. Uh, it's been a while since I saw the Drillers Live uh, under the bridge supporting the Super Suckers back in... Uh, October 2017, if you want me to be precise. Uh, at that time, Bish was still drumming for them, and Joey was only a few dates into his tenure with them. Since then, former Heavy Drapes drummer Billy Chaos has become the backbeat, and I know the band form over 10 years ago. They've had their fair share of drummers that make Spinal Tap look positively stable, and Joey is their third vocalist, but going on Saturday's performance, the Dorella's time could be upon us. The band are currently in the throes of recording a new album. Uh, we've already heard the first fruits in the shape and form of high-rise supersites that has become the track of choice in relationship to them on the Paranoid School Rock Show. Live, older songs sound as if they were written recently with Joey and Billy adding just a little bit of je ne sais quoi to Timmy and Lucas' trusted nail-violent-ish fingers. Uh, but don't take my word for it. As the band have more up-and-coming gigs that I could list... But if I was, I'd run into Will Meadows' classic rock show that follows on from mine. Gigs that have caught my eye that I can tell you about are when the Drillers support Chelsea in Lewis uh, on April the 13th, Rockaway Beach 40 at the Hope and Anchor on the 26th of July, and back at the 100 Club on the 10th of August supporting Walter Lure, who will be performing the whole of Like a Motherfucker. From the up-and-coming new Drillers album, this is the live version of the super-infectious Can't Get Her Out of My Head.
You're listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up. Do I really need to tell you that that was Johnny Thunders and the Heartbreakers and Chinese Rocks? I didn't think so. Johnny Walter on guitar will be Mick Rossi from Slaughter and the Dogs. I'm not sure if Birchie will be on bass. Uh, I guess I should have asked him on Saturday. So, on to the Godfathers. The last time I saw them was at the Lexington in uh, October 2014. No, actually, I'll tell a lie. Uh, caught them at the beginning of their Cuban set at Camden Rocks 2016. Fortunately, the band have just released a live album, This Is War, that was recorded in Sweden and Germany at the tail end of 2017 that can only be purchased at their gigs or from their web shop. Of course, I acquired said CD so I could re-familiarise myself with them. 100 Club set, uh, wasn't a carbon copy of This Is War CD, Obviously, a fair wedge was the gig, 100 Club and CD pretty much is was a best of spanning the 
band's whole career today. Only Don Peter Quinn has been a constant member of the band. Godfather by name, Godfather by nature, as he commands and deserves respect as he walks across the stage like he owns the joint. Uh, if ever there was an EastEnders character in waiting, Peter Coyne is it. From This Is War, this is just because you're not paranoid doesn't mean to say they're not out to get you. Much. Let me introduce you to the Godfathers from Soho, London, England. It's Steve Crystal on guitar. Uh, from Birmingham, England, on the drums, it's Mr. Tim James. Also from Birmingham, in England, on the bass, it's Darren Birch, Birchy. Now this is where it gets complicated. From Mexico and Scotland via Nottingham in England, UK. On guitar, please welcome Alex McBain. My name is Peter Coyne. We're the Godfathers. So yes, whilst I was at the 100 Club, the squirrel was over in Helsinki seeing the Michael Munro band. Not only that, but a few of our other friends had gone over to Stockholm to see the Backyard Babies at the Bandy Awards. So it did, at times, get a bit confusing on who was where seeing whom. <laughs> 
Uh, I did, though, get a glowing report from the Squirrel, with Michael Monroe starting off their set with the title of the band's new album, One Man Gang, before launching into Shake Some Action. The wow moment for the Squirrel, and indeed for me when she told me, was the inclusion of Hanoi Rocks' Cutting Cut Corners. I did read at the end of last year that the One Man Gang album is due to hit the real and virtual record shops sometime in April. However, having not read any confirmed reports to that effect recently, I'm not going to hold my breath. Plus, you think some UK dates might have been in the offering. Co-headlining with the Damned, with the Wild Hearts as special guest. I think my trousers might need changing again.
I got an email last week from Vili Seleski informing me that the Dirters had just released a brand new song called You Left Me Where You Found Me that was written by one Thomas Wallstrom from the band The Shemales and would I like an MP3 of the aforementioned song for my consideration? My reply was two words that comprised of hell and yes with said song arriving in my inbox a few seconds later which was the exact length of time it took me to hit the play button. Now the Dirters have been going on for a while now, uh, starting off in Tampere, uh, back in the start of the century, releasing their first EP, a same old mistake a year later, that was swiftly followed in 2002 with two split seven inches. The first was with the Trassels and then Psycho Punch. From what I could remember, their last record was the Living Like a Dog 10-inch that came out back in 2004. A quick scoot over to Discogs and I discovered that the band released their first album, Soap on a Rope, back in 2015 that was only limited to 300 copies. Hence, I haven't got it. I mean, the band still have a MySpace page. Ask your grandparents.
last week I played sometimes a track by Seattle recording artist Bexley from her Lost in the Moment EP, who is the cousin of Malk, who sits opposite me at my day job. Now, if you remember, I wondered how the name Bexley came about. As Malk's cousin's name is Amanda, was it homage to the London borough of Bexley, where Malk lives, or was it just coincidence? Turns out Amanda's great-grandmother, Malk's great aunt emigrated from Bexley so there you have it it's a good job the great grandmother didn't live 15 miles to the south of Bexley in Pratt's Bomb finishing things off this week is Bexley and Deal from the Lost in the Moment EP I wonder if it's about the town between Ramsgate and Dover until next week take it easy (laughs) 